Hi, my name is DJ Trischler, and this is Process Out Loud, the podcast. It's a space where I reflect on everything that I've learned from teaching and studying during the previous week. Most of the content will refer to my experiences in the Masters of Design program, the MDES, through the School of Design at the University of Cincinnati's College of Design, Architecture, Art, and Planning, otherwise known as DAP. While there's a lot to cover in one week, I try to keep the episodes brief at about 10 minutes each. I hope you enjoy. Good morning, everyone, and welcome back to Process Out Loud. It's a pretty big week, or at least last week was a pretty big week with the election, and we finally have an answer. We know who is our next president and vice president of the United States. Congrats to um, president and vice president-elect Joe Biden and Kamala Harris. I think personally I'm excited for the next four years because I hope that there'll be less um, verbal warfare on social media and on the news. I think we have some uh, adults in office and I'm really looking forward to what happens. Um, I don't put a lot of hope in elected officials, but uh, I think that I can at least hope that the next couple years will be less divisive than the past four years. All right, so without getting too far into that, let's jump into the last week. A couple things I want to talk about that have nothing to do with school that I'm excited about are um, this idea of meet me at the compost pile that I threw out there on um, social media with my neighbors. It's cold. Well, at least it was cold. And we were feeling cabin fever, Megan and I, and so are our neighbors. And we needed little reasons to go outside. Uh, We didn't need to go outside for like long dinners and meals and things like that when it's super cold. But what about just meeting each other at the compost pile? And we did that three times last week. And it was fun. It lasted literally like two to four minutes. And we checked in on how we were doing. We got to see each other. And it was better than a Zoom call. The other thing that happened last week was tons of campfires. I think there was four campfires in our neighborhood at at least three different houses. And it's about the same people that keep coming to them. But it's really fun just to see each other and to stare at a campfire. And I would recommend all of you find little ways to connect with your neighbors. Heck, even just put the campfire in your front yard and see who shows up. But um, we need these things, especially in light of the divisive season we've come out of and we're maybe still in for a little bit longer. And with the pandemic, we need these little ways that we can safely hang out with one another and help ourselves out and our mental health. And uh, just, you know, the winter brings depression. It brings a lot of things for a lot of us, including myself. And so find those ways to connect with your neighbors and um, not hiding your house. Well, let's get into school. So and welcome to design. I've been just teaching the design process, which is, it's fine. It's fun. I, I'm really glad to kind of hone in on some specific design methods that are, are really important. But the two methods that I think are the most important, at least this past week for me, are one, pick up the damn phone and call somebody and talk about your project who doesn't know anything about your project or doesn't care about your project as much as you do. I, I've had several phone calls this week about different design projects I'm working on and even talking to neighbors not on the phone but in person has really refreshed my I don't know my brain and has given me new perspectives I remember Anne Lamott talks about this when writing a book in Bird by Bird she talks about calling friends and asking about definitions that you can't think of or words you can't think of but the phone is a really great technological marvel you can call somebody that's in a totally different state or country 
and uh, get feedback and advice. The other thing is just read a book. I have been really struggling with one of my projects, and I just finished the book that's been a real great subject or resource for this project, and it opened up my mind in so many different ways, and I think it's because I wasn't trying to problem solve, I wasn't in front of my computer, and so those are just two methods that don't end up in books, or maybe they do, but not design books. Um, read a book, <laughs> uh, call a friend, and just get away from your project. That needs to be a method that's in every book about universal design methods. And I'm going to talk about that tonight somehow, some way, in my presentation or lecture to my students. Otherwise, you know, we're talking about, at this point, you've gathered all kinds of data, you've gathered all kinds of information, now what? How do you organize it? How do you uh, find patterns and insights? And I mean, it's really the critical thinking process. I probably have said this before. It's learning a ton, parsing it out, making a decision, and knowing that you're not going to make the most perfect decision in the world, but you're going to make, as Erica Hall says, the safest bet. Um, and even then, it's just a bet. And you design stuff, you see what works, you see what doesn't work, and you keep moving on. Um, and you do it as respectfully as possible, of course. So that's that's welcome to design. Otherwise, what am I learning? What am I learning? And uh, design strategy have really just taken a break from the State of Homeless project. But that work continues in some ways in my design issues course. But uh, I guess I'll just say that my classmates and I in our group for design issues, we made a project that was on Figma and uh, using Miro as like image making for our slides, no text at all. And it went over really, really, really well. Um, I, I think our student fellow students were happy to see that kind of we outlined the design process very clear. And we also were able to find things and look for patterns, basically what I'm teaching in the Welcome Design course. And so that, that's been fun. In design issues, that's the class where I've been making a lot of phone calls and reading books. And I think I've found my little slice of uh, problem, if you want to call it wicked problem, that I'm going to work on for the class. And that is in society, we often use design to cover up our problems. And so, for instance, van life, which I've been studying, is actually a symptom of inequity in our culture. But then we kind of glorify van life as being this thing that's, that's really great. And there's a lot of people in our country who either by choice or not partially by choice um, are living in vans or cars. And it's not nearly as glorious as the van lifers make it out to be. And so we're kind of distracted by the fact that it looks so pretty and fun. And, and maybe some of you are even attracted to doing it. And yet there's a problem in our country. There's a housing crisis. There's um, stigmatization towards people who are experiencing homelessness. And the fact that people are experiencing homelessness um, anybody can experience that. It's not something that they like chose. And so I think through the glorification, using design, um, we are escaping realities and not facing realities. And so I'm going to work on a government organization, fictitious, that's uh, meant to show what the future could look like if we keep going down the path of glorifying van life and van dwelling. And that's not to say I'm against living in your van. I just don't think that um, the path we're going it leads to a lot of agency where people get to choose that path. I think the path we're going down is that people will be forced into that. I think they are already, and that's my stance. And 
Um, I personally don't want to live in a van. I don't think my mom wants to live in a van. I don't think my sister wants to live in a van. I don't think my neighbors want to live in a van. And so the question is, is this the reality we want? Paint a picture of what it could look like, what it might look like. Do we want that? And then what do we do today to change that reality, to change that trajectory? So I'm really diving into some speculative, discursive design. It's really new to me. I'm probably going to mess up a lot on it, but I'm hoping that my learnings eventually lead into um, thesis territory um, along these lines. And last but not least, in typography, I've been designing for, I don't know, 15 years, and then including college, almost 20 years. Uh, my first type class was almost, I don't know, maybe it was, maybe not 15 years ago, but something like that. And I'm still learning. I'm still learning so much about type. And something that I teach in all of my classes is this idea of ideation, iteration, and that you get better at design by throwing a lot of ideas out there and then iterating them. And I wonder if that's not unlike teaching. And so I've thrown a bunch of different ways of doing projects out there this semester, and I'm learning which ways work best. But most importantly, in the critiques, that's like rapid iterating. It's continually like looking at things, seeing what's working, what's not working, helping students get to where a place to a place that is working. And I'm I'm six hours a week I'm critiquing. And I'm getting better at seeing. I'm getting better at critiquing. At least that's my perspective. You can ask my students if you're listening. I'm curious if you think so too. But I I sense that I'm getting better at critique. And I think I'm getting it better at design because I'm critiquing so much. And I am so thankful for that. I'm so thankful for six hours a week of critique. Last week I spent almost, I don't know, eight hours in critiques. I critiqued a, a, a senior class um, for one of my, my colleagues. And, and even there, like I, I noticed I'm getting quicker to um, opinions. I'm getting quicker to statements. And I'm learning how to hopefully say things that help a student get to the next level and see in their work for themselves, how they can make it better. And so again, I can't go on about how grateful I am for that opportunity. It actually sounds weird because sitting on the phone or on Zoom critiquing for three hours straight is really exhausting, but I'm learning so much. And yeah, I'm just thinking too, like I'm able to give students at the end of the week a list of things I've learned from the critiques that hopefully will help them as they design. And is that not the design process of teaching and welcome to design is essentially looking for patterns and then making statements that can help somebody make better decisions moving forward and isn't that critical thinking isn't that life it's just a series of kind of re repetition doing different things seeing what the outcomes are how they change and learning from them and then looking for different ways to do things to have better outcomes and so I guess I'll end there it's about 10 minutes um, I hope you all have a great week and for those of you listening, thank you. I don't expect a ton of you are listening. This is mostly for me to kind of process again out loud what I'm learning and putting it out here on the podcast means I don't have to think about it the rest of the week because it's here. If I want to listen to it later, I can. If you want to listen to it, you can. Um, but if you are listening and you have questions or you want to reach out and get a coffee um, or chat online, let me know. Love to see you and talk to you. With that, I hope you have a wonderful day, wonderful week, and I'll talk to you next week.